for it. It's all for one, and it's one for all. Let's go. The time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they been talking down on us and flexing It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up But not the boys on Kirby so you can pack it up Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans I am young Ari Gold and John is not with me as he is in somewhere on a cruise i don't know where he went but i am blessed to have my closest friend my best friend for what emma's 13 you guys met emma when she was like two so 11 years i'd say 10 10 11 11, years it's been a while my best friend devin harvey devin harvey coming to the podcast what's up guys i uh i always give devin shit for saying he's not as much of a Texans fan as I am. Oof. And he always challenges me. He's like, yes, I am, bro. And so now we're going to put it to the test. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to put it to the test, and we're going to see how much of a Texans fan Devin actually is. The thing about tonight is that there's nothing to really talk about. Yeah. So you could actually, potentially, be better than me tonight because there's no real Texans news. Look, you do this, what, every week? Yeah, typically it's so, been two weeks since we've recorded. You you talk about the Texans way more. Yeah, uh, than I do. I know we we do it. But you call me every often. day at five. I mean, and we talk. I mean, we typically talk about the Texans every once in a while. I'd say three times out of the week, yeah, out least. of the five phone calls. Yeah, yeah. So you're much you're more pretty knowledgeable. Burst. I think. Ah, uh, maybe. I'm more of a numbers guy, but I think you're much more knowledgeable. Okay, I would I, I would agree with that. Um. So, Devin, there's nothing going on in Texans land. Did you see the Bill O'Brien press conference today? I did watch about eight minutes of it. Couldn't get past through the rest. I watch every single one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I would rather read the transcript than listen to Bill O'Brien talk most of the time. Is it because you know what he's going to say? I know everything that he's going to say. It's so yeah. annoying. It's the same thing every time. Oh, like, my God. It, I mean... He definitely doesn't add to the off-season vibe, like yeah. of like news tidbits, or he like gives us nothing, right? No. Like he didn't say like we're signing Tyron Matthew and we're signing Jadavian Clowney to a long-term deal today. He's I like Jadavian Clowney. That's what he told us. Uh, yeah, but I he mean, did say I want Tyron Matthew back. I mean, he said the same thing about JD. Yeah, well, not today. Today he said. I would love to have Tyron Matthew back. And me and John have been talking for a long, long time about Kareem Jackson versus Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, Mr. Bravado on Twitter. Yeah. He'll go after anybody and everybody. He's got a loud voice. He leads the pregame speeches. And then when you get on the field, it's like a totally different player. It's like yeah. a sunflower. I don't know if I'd call him a sunflower. I'd He's say... He's still got that swag that you want out there. But then he goes and bounces off a running back when he's trying to tackle him. Kareem's got the better tackler. Kareem has always been a better tackler. Yes. Kareem's That's been Kareem's game, right? And I like him at safety. I like Kareem at safety. So we've been saying that we want Kareem over Matthew. What are your thoughts, Devin? 
What do you think about... I, I, okay, I, throw it out there. Okay, so th this is going to be a very hypothetical show. Yes. Because Devin knows a lot about the free agency and things like that. So about players available in free agency. Maybe not like who's going. Well, he's not Ian Rappaport by any means. Maybe you are, and I just don't know. <laughs> Maybe you actually are Ian Rappaport, and that's not really him on NFL Network. I don't know. Uh, maybe you're wearing what is it that uh, Arya Stark wears? Scooby Doo mask. No, no, no. Game of Thrones. No Scooby Doo mask. Arya Stark. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's essentially what it the is. The faceless man, yeah. bro. The faceless man. Scooby Doo mask. Okay, Scooby Doo mask. All right. Uh, okay, so so here's Tyron Matthew or Kareem Jackson or the pool. I think I, I say Kareem Jackson number one, number two, the pool. Okay, I agree 100%. But who in the pool? Earl Thomas. Okay, so I've been on the Earl Thomas bandwagon for a long time. I think Earl Thomas, I would, if I had to choose Earl Thomas over Kareem, I'd actually choose Earl Thomas. I, I, can, I, can, see, I can see that. I mean, it's not very often that Hall of Fame safety is going to be available in free agency. Agreed. The difference in price tag of Earl Thomas and Kareem Jackson, I'd say... Earl Thomas is probably twelve million a year. Kareem's probably like eight point five, maybe eight. So you're looking yep. at like maybe three and a half to four million more per year. But one, you know for a fact, as a safety, his entire career is a game changer. Absolutely, not just a good safety. I mean, he's we've we witnessed it just uh, two years ago on the pick six with Deshaun. So you would go Earl Thomas over Kareem. Or would you go Kareem over Earl because Kareem's brought up in the defense? He knows Rack. I think I go Kareem. You go Kareem over Kareem, Earl. Kareem, Pool. I love Tyron. I think he brings brings the you know like leadership the, qualities. Yeah, and he brings what what you want, and he definitely I thought changed the look and feel of the defense. But like you said, he didn't put up the numbers uh, that we would expect to see out of him, and he's maybe not worth that price tag that he's going to look for. And he's slow. I mean, he got burned a he, lot he, last year. I mean, we had a lot of people. That a got lot burned. of people got burned, but <laughs> Tyron got burned a lot. Yes. Uh, and I think it. Well, and maybe that's the way that we were scheming. But I mean, he. You would see him misjudge what the route was going to be. He was in one place and expected somebody to be in a different place. I mean, how many bone coverages did we see last year from him? It just him specifically. There was at least three in I'd my mind right now. Three. At least two or three. Yeah, and they were usually touchdowns or big, big uh, plays. Huge. Like that game against Tennessee, that tight end, the tight end, the 80-yard bomb, that was Honey Badger. All him. Yeah, and then like the Colts game, he, he was bad in mm -hmm. the playoffs. Well, they were all bad in the wild card game, but he was awful. Yeah. But my my I guess my thing with Tyron is that we had shitty quarter cornerbacks playing at all times last year. Yes. And he had to line up at nickel a lot and play nickel corner. He didn't play a ton at safety or as much as I think we would have liked, but I think the deficiencies of the cornerbacks, he had to play kind of everywhere. Is Honey Badger just safety better than Kareem Jackson at just safety? Because that's what I'm wondering. Because I don't feel like, like the first three weeks of the season, like the pick against New England, like mm -hmm. he had some plays when he was playing safety and he was just roaming, which yep. is what you want. But then after that, we never saw it really again. And I don't think... I, I think that's what Romeo's plan is. Even though we had the deficiencies in cornerback, and he wants to move people around. He wants to use them uh, in different ways and, and try to confuse the offenses. Right. So I think Honey Badger just at safety versus Kareem just at safety. Yeah, see, that's because that's what I think happens. Tough. 
I think I think Honey Badger takes that one. Oh, really? I think Honey Badger takes it. But he's not going. He's not tackling a running back that's running straight at him. 100 percent agree. Kareem will lay the wood. He will. Kareem will lay the wood. That running back's gonna fall. (laughs) Yes. Honey Badger's gonna bounce off (laughs) like Kevin Johnson on Kevin Benjamin in the preseason last year. Yeah. Okay, but you'd go the pool. So Earl Thomas. What about Landon Collins? I like Landon Collins. I like Landon Collins too. But my question is, and I think you can relate to this. I like Landon Collins in Mutt or Madden. <laughs> I played a lot. Landon Collins was my safety. Yeah, yeah. I loved him. Yeah. I didn't watch a ton of New York Giants tape. I didn't either. I know he's a hitter. Yeah. But I don't know how he is as a safety. Like uh, just a pure safety. Yeah. But I know he's young. He's 24 or 25. Yeah. I mean, you could bring him in. He could learn the defense and learn the scheme and you know bring his talents to us. But uh, I think we try to keep it closer to home. Uh, you know, stay with Kareem. Um, potentially give Earl Thomas that chance, and then uh, if not, let's let's keep the honey badger. So I think Earl Thomas is going to Dallas. I mean, that's yeah, like pretty much pre- been predetermined for like two years when he told jo- Jason Garrett, "Come get me at halftime." Houston's not far. Houston's not far, but he's, isn't he from the Dallas area or something like that? I think so. So let me ask you this: There's a scenario in my mind that I can't seem to shake. Is there a way that we actually let Kareem and Honey Badger go? Because we have Andre Howe and Justin Reed, who is coming into his own. Andre Howe, when he has been healthy and on the field, has been a good free-roaming safety. His issue is tackling, but so is Honey Badgers. Is there a chance that maybe we just let both of those guys go? Since we just locked up Howe last year, and Justin Reed has three more years on his rookie deal, and they spend the rest of that money either... We'll get to JD in a little bit, but on other parts, like... Of free agency. I doubt it. You doubt it. You expect so, one of them. I, I, or I is there a way where both come back? There's potential both can come back. But My I, problem with that is then, are you going to play them at safety or are you going to line them up at corner? That, yeah, that's exactly If you why. bring them both back, you're going to go back to exactly being able to doing. utilize one of them. Yep. If you only bring back one, then they have to stay at their natural position. Yep. I think if, if, we, if we bring back one, great. But that's most likely to... Have that security blanket on. Okay, well, if we lose a corner, Kareem's there. He knows. You know, we've played him at corner. We feel okay with him at corner. Um, you know, he he finished. I mean, he was season. okay at corner last year. He was. I mean, I think he was fine. I think he's he was like. I think he was like the number fifth overall cornerback in the league last year should've when he played. He should have made the Pro Bowl. Um, is there a chance that maybe since the safety class in the draft is like the best it's ever been? Supposedly, there's like 15 safeties that are starting safeties for the next 10 years in this draft. Is there a chance that maybe with one of those two, if if they think that they can grab another young guy to pair with Justin Reed for the next 10 years, maybe that's what they do? I don't. I, I mean, I it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, but I don't, I don't think that's where we're going in the draft. Okay, well, we'll get to where you think we're going in the draft once we get to the draft talk. Okay, so your final prediction is that they actually bring Kareem back. They don't bring Honey Badger back. I think that's uh, that's a good bet. I think that I would prefer for them to bring Kareem back. I would prefer for Tampa Bay to overpay Tyron Matthew now that Bruce Arians is there. And he's Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Honey Badger is the godfather to Todd Bowles' baby. Or Todd Bowles' granddaughter, or I don't know, something like that. There's some family shit. Um, I hope that he gets overpaid and we don't even have to get into a bidding war for Tyron Matthew. I'm on board. Okay. All right. 
All right, let's get to Jadavian Clowney because the franchise tag hasn't been used yet. Not yet. But nobody's used it yet. There hasn't been one team that's announced that the franchise tag is going to happen. D Ford will likely get uh, franchise tagged in Kansas City. What are your thoughts on Jadavian Clowney? Because we've had lots of emotional texts after some <sighs> JD mistakes yes. and things like that. And, and both of us, when things like that happen, we tend to go from zero to 100 real quick. And then about maybe two days later, we come back down to earth a little bit. You know, like with him jumping off sides in Philadelphia. I think oh. we both wanted to murder him <laughs> that day. And then, like, why, how the fuck are you going to sign him after something like that? Like, how is he a $100 million player? And then, like, two days later, it was like, all right, yeah, he's uh, still amazing. <laughs> the, the dude's talented. I mean, he, he's going to get paid. I mean, I, I just read that, you know, they offered him a long-term deal last year. I think it was, like, $17 million a year. And, Why is everybody acting like that's news? He declined it. That was that was out there last year. Why is everybody acting like it's brand I, new? I'm just reading it. I know, but everybody, like everybody's going all over. It's all over Twitter now. It's, like, on Reddit. Like, But yeah. this was news last season. Yeah. So... He declines it, right? Yeah. Smart. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Donald, he knew Donald and Mac were going to get paid this season. Absolutely. So why would he sign before them? He's not going to make what Donald and Mac make. Well, see, but okay. I w- last year, I would have agreed with you. This year, I agree with but you. But I don't agree with you now. What? And here's why. Because the market goes up. So the, the, the salary cap went up almost sure. $20 million. Yeah. And as the market continues to rise... Some like somebody's gonna pay other people more money than Mac and Donald. It happens every year. JJ signs for a record deal, and then the next season Olivier Vernon smashes his deal. Yep. And Olivier Vernon is nowhere near as good as JJ. Agree. So my thought is that this year, I actually still think that he's either at Mac money or right below Mac money. Agree. I, that's what I'm saying. He's he's not gonna make Donald Mac money. He's gonna be a little bit lower. Okay. He's not going to reach their 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 tier yet, and the only reason I say that is because he's he's had those injury seasons and didn't he hasn't been able to produce as much as Donald Donald you know defensive player of the year and and, and Mac is really 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 good Mac completely changed yeah so uh, yeah no uh, Clowney's going to get paid I I think they're going to tag him I don't think he's going to get a contract I think this they're going to tag you don't him think so? I think they're going to tag him Do you think that's a mistake? Uh, for the Texans, no. Why? Uh, because if you're gonna if, if the goal is to franchise him and then after this year sign him to a long term deal, I don't deal, think the goal is to franchise him. They're gonna franchise him because he's not signing the deal that they want. Does that make sense? So you think that they're offering him? Let's say so. Mac was like one thirty four or something like that. Um, I'll pull it up. But Mac, I think he was about one thirty four. You think he's like being offered like one ten yeah. over? Six years, and he wants he wants seventy million guaranteed, not hundred guaranteed or whatever it was that Khalil Matt got. Exactly. Um, and so you think he's just going to decline to take that offer, and then they're going to franchise him? Give him, give him that one year deal, and and uh, give him a chance to, to to prove himself to make that money. But what else does he have to prove? That he can stay on the field. Stop. That that narrative can't be used anymore. It it's can been, be it's been two years straight. Two straight. It's been two straight seasons. And still, ha- what I mean, what numbers is he putting up that that rival what Khalil Mack is doing or what Aaron Donald's doing? Well, that's it's funny you say that because they both line up in the same position every goddamn play. Every play, Khalil Mack lines up on the end. Donald either lines up on the end or in the middle. 
They don't ever play outside linebacker. They don't ever play middle linebacker. They don't ever play corner blitzes, which Clowney has done. Like, so how can you expect the production of Jadavian Clowney to match those two when he doesn't play one natural position the entire career he's been here? Take a look at, what was it, 2017 where he played edge the entire time? Kalumak was $141 million. Okay. So you think like 110 for... For uh, JD, um, I mean, yeah, something I mean, like that, yeah, something in that range, sure. But I'm saying, so, so think. Of, I mean, you're saying, you know, he he moves around. He's kind of a journeyman in, on our defense, Everywhere. right? And and the year prior, when he was in one position essentially the whole time, he wrecked shit. Right. He was incredible. I mean, he won that Raiders game by himself in the playoffs. We've got to get him into a position where he's going to to do what he can do. But nobody's. They're not putting him in those positions. I mean, that's on Romeo. Instead, no. I, I think it's more on JJ. You think? I think JJ's like Captain America, like ego, LeBron pride, James. LeBron James of Houston. Like, I think they want JJ, like, especially this last season after coming back from injuries. I think it was very important that JJ got freed up, got what he needed to get from a confidence standpoint to feel like he's back to being who he is. Because I, if you take Clowney off that field, the 16 sacks JJ had don't happen. Because then the double team is always on sure. JJ. So And JJ was good this year, but he was not double team good like he used to be. Yeah. So you take Clowney off, what does Watt actually do? Get double teamed and uh, maybe get half the amount of sacks. Right. I mean, he, he's, he's coming back. He's coming strong. Uh, you take Clowney off, and yeah, he's he's definitely going to have some more trouble. That's what I'm, and that's what I'm trying to say is like I feel like they use Clowney that way because if you if you line up six foot four Jadavian Clowney, two hundred and sixty eight pounds or seventy five pounds, whatever he is, and say, hey, you're going to run as fast as you can. You're 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 super fast. We've seen it. I mean, he's he's fast as shit, and you're going to blitz through the middle as fast as you can. Which is a scary thought scary. if I was a guard. <laughs> uh, there's you got it. Those that center and that guard have to pick him up, and he tends to shed both of them. Mm-hmm. And then you got JJ one on one on a tackle every time. I don't know. I just it's like a little conspiracy theory. I feel like that like that's just my opinion, but I, I feel like they do it so they can free up JJ. But JJ switched spots a lot last year too. Opposite ends though. He would only right. go opposite ends. There was never I think JJ only lined up inside a couple times last year. I don't think it was anywhere like he used to cuz he used to line up a DT and things like that. He, he was he would do everything. Yeah. But he obviously last year that just wasn't the case. Yeah. I, I just wonder if that is why. It, it is is the American, you know, Captain America guy like it's important for the French. I mean, he was the face of the league. Let's be clear. Yeah, absolutely. JJ Watt was like the league. Yeah. He's what every NFL owner wants to have on their team. Clean cut white boy that can no bad images. Like that's what but if every NFL, it's true. If every NFL owner had an opportunity to have a player like that, that's what they would want. Absolutely. If they built a player in Madden and made it a player, it would be JJ. I can't argue that. I mean, look what he does for the community. Like, all that stuff. And so I feel like, I don't know, we'll, whatever, maybe not. But, okay, <laughs> so you expect franchise tag. Okay, so then they franchise tag him, and he has either as good of a year as he had last year or maybe a little bit better. Say he reaches 11 sacks. 
And then he also has his massive tackle for losses that he leads the league in since he's entered, considering that he's missed two seasons. But uh, then what? That's JJ money. Then he gets JJ money. JJ money back then is <laughs> that JJ money He's doesn't gonna, fly no more. <laughs> JJ Christian Covington's gonna get JJ money. Meaning JJ money, top, like top tier money. Top tier money. Okay, I want to ask you this question. This has been bothering me. Oh God. What? Why isn't a tackle for loss as important as a sack? Think about it. They're pretty much the same thing, right? A sack. You hit the quarterback. They lose yardage, the play ends. Tackle for loss, you tackle the running back behind the line of scrimmage, yards lost, play is over. Yeah. What's the difference? One's on the quarterback and the other one's not. But so why is there no like why is there nothing like why don't why doesn't anybody put any stock we, into tackle for losses? Thirty tackles for loss that that should be. I some mean, shit, insane. I would think. I mean, if you got thirty sacks in a year, fucking Hall be, of Fame. Yeah, you break Michael Strahan's record. There you go. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm just I, I got, you see people like disregard tackle for losses, think, but then they praise like quarterback hits. But yet, even though on that quarterback hit, he completed a pass like. But yet you still I mean, if you are counting about, a quarterback hit. If you if you're rushing the ball twenty times, and and any you also include the passes behind the line of scrimmage, so there's potential to have as many tackles for losses as you would on quarterback sacks. It may be a good stat to start tracking. I don't know. I mean, they track it, but oh no, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, put but, it up there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's I just find it weird. Like after thinking about the actual impact of the play, I feel like they're very say, like the same. Maybe maybe the sack ends up being like four yards more. So sure, like a second and fifteen is much more impressive than a second and eleven. Sure. Um, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about. But um, all right. So Bill O'Brien press conference. Yep. Talked about Will Fuller. He's the touchdown. They, he called him the touchdown maker. I like that nickname, by the way. Yeah. Will Fuller's a touchdown maker. Touchdown maker. Last year, he definitely was. The year before, he, he was. I yeah. mean, I think he only had like seven games, and he caught like seven touchdowns on 11 passes. I mean, he's definitely a touchdown guy. It's crazy. Um, he said that he doesn't know where he'll be when OTAs begin on April 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched every game. Yep. What are your thoughts of what this offense can be if Hop, Kiki... Fuller and the two t- and the two tight ends continue to develop because we both like them. I do. If the tight ends develop and those three wide receivers are on the field, minus minus uh, Bill O'Brien's play calling. At Deshaun, we've got an, you know we're set. I think at wide receiver, um, even with you know Demarius Thomas leaving, we've got you know Will Fuller coming back. We've got Kiki. We've got DeAndre. Uh, our wide receivers core is great. Like you said, the tight ends, I, I think, are going to uh, start taking that step. Uh, I think we can be great, but we have to be able to protect Deshaun. He can't get hit, uh, you know, 65-plus times. He can't take those sacks. Um, we've got to get some kind of protection in there for us to get to that next level. Okay. So... Let's get to the game calling part of it now. Okay. You're not a fan of Bill O'Brien. You're not a fan of Bill O'Brien's play calling. Do you think 
like, because there was reports that Cal McNair brought him into the office the day after the Colts loss and basically told him, this is it. This is your year. If you don't get this shit together, you're gone. Do you think that he changes anything with this offense moving forward? We got an offensive coordinator now. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, 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 we don't know who's going to call the plays. Well, no. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien is a winning coach. Uh, I don't know how he does it sometimes. Like you say, I'm not the biggest Bill O'Brien fan. I, You know, we'll start off the season super slow. Uh, we end up getting a few wins together. Somehow we end up with uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 wins. Uh, and, and we end up making the playoffs, uh, you know, three years out of his, what, five. Um, so he's doing something right. Obviously, if, if he were to leave the Texans, he's going to be a hot commodity out there for some other teams. Um, I just don't know what it, what he needs to do. I mean, we got to coach better. We got to play better. We got to, you know, we got to put the players in the right position. That's, that's what he says every time, you know, he's, he's in a press conference. So I don't know what he can do, uh, to, to move the guys into the next level. Uh, I I don't know. I'm confused with him. So do you think that there's any improvements this year? If we get an offensive line, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's hard to rebuild an offensive line in one season. Didn't the Colts do it? No, the Colts have been investing draft picks in the offensive line for like five years straight. It's worked. We don't have five years. <laughs> uh, okay, and, and you love the two tight ends, though. Yeah. I love Akins and Thomas. I think, I think they're going to be solid. Like peop- I think they're going to be like really, really good for us. Yeah, uh, I mean... If we could start passing them the ball more, that'd be awesome. That'd be the thing. Yeah. That'd be the thing. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to some of the things that are going on around the league that have come out. Um, you called me yesterday, and we, we talked about John Ross. Yeah. You said that you'd like for us to trade for John Ross. Will Fuller Insurance. Will Fuller Insurance. But, and I'm actually okay with it, depending on what we would give up. He was a first-round pick. And speed guys aren't there's they're they're kind of a dime a dozen, uh, so I would think that the return would probably have to be like a second, maybe a third, maybe a third. Mm. I don't think it would be less than that. You don't think so? It was only two years ago that they invested a first round pick in him. Think about he had what uh, I want to say it was only like two hundred plus yards receiving last year. It, it was something crazy like eight touchdowns. Uh, the production I think can be there, but it hasn't been proven. I think you can get him cheaper than a third. Okay. But he's I'm, hurt all like, the time, too, so why would you invest in a insurance policy not, for a player that always gets hurt, too? He's not going to be on the field the whole time, right? He's, he will fully But you have two plays. of them. Why would you not use them all four on the field? So, like, so then what it. do you do? Because then when it. you have two wide, Will and John, and then you have Hop and Kiki in the slot. That's dirty. I mean... We're just going to go... Say, cover two is not stopping both. We, we're going to do the old uh, New England five wide every yeah. play. Ugh. I mean, it'd be awesome. That would be nasty. I'd love it. It's a uh, passing league. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, we're not going to trade for John Ross. Uh, I agree. But it would be very interesting. It would be interesting to see. Um, all right. But previous or right before we hopped on, there was a report that Jordan Howard Ugh. is being shopped by the Chicago Bears. What are your thoughts on Jordan Howard for a third-round pick? Maybe a fourth. 
I say pass. Really? I say pass. Okay, so we don't know how Deontay's going to be. Agree. We know how we utilize Lamar Miller. Yes. And we knew, know what Alfred Blue is. Absolutely. So how do we fix the run game? Unpopular opinion? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you got me. You baited me. All right, let's hear it. Let's. Uh, right, there's so, there's one out of every ten of you guys hey, that exist. So all right, so I'll let you I'll let you lay it out there. My concern right now uh-huh. is that the, he's reported to have bulked. Up I don't believe that to 260. Pounds. I don't believe he's 260. Yeah. He was 245 in high school in, in college though. So just so everybody understands, 15 pounds he could have added. Could have. That 260 is a big boy. It's a big boy. Uh, so here's my thing. We cut Lamar Miller, save six million. You know, Le'Veon wants. 15, maybe to 17 a year. That's insane to pay a running back. Nobody will pay that. But think about what, how we use Lamar Miller. Okay. Okay. Where should Lamar Miller run? Outside. Okay. Where does he run? Middle. Where does Le'Veon Bell excel at? With a good offensive line in the middle. Okay. Even with a not great offensive line. They've had like the second best, they've had the second ranked offensive line in the last two seasons. Okay. So. Le'Veon Bell with his his vision and patience and patience like crazy. He's he reminds me of you know Arian plus I don't know Adrian Peterson. Like he's got that the power and he's also got that patience and the finesse uh-huh. that Arian had. Right. So I think you put him in our scheme behind even a piss poor offensive line. They're going to have to account for him. You don't have to really account for Lamar Miller right now. No. So it changes the dynamic of the offense off the bat. Okay. So you put you put Le'Veon Bell back here. You're signing him for, like I said, 14, 17 million, somewhere in there. He's still got a ton of money to play with. So you've got money to sign maybe one or two line uh, offensive linemen if they're out there. You're going to draft one, maybe two. You still have money for cornerbacks. You still have money for safeties. They don't all grow on trees, but we've got enough to shore up the places that we need when signing Le'Veon Bell. For 15 to 17 million. Yes, sir. A year. Oof. For a running back. Nasty. I, I, everybody says you don't give the running backs that much money. Right. Look at some of the running backs right now. And now, granted, they're not making tons of money. Barkley's going to be Rookie making deal. stupid money soon. Rookie deal. But he's going to be making stupid. In four years. And I, get, I, I would literally bet a ton of money that when his rookie contract is done, the Giants don't pay him. Five years. It's he's got four more years. Zeke? He's gonna be twenty six. What about Zeke? He'll get paid because the Cowboys are dumb as shit. And he's been like one of the number one running backs in the league. The and last... where has that gotten them? Good point. <laughs> Good fucking point. I but mean, that's been their offense. Gurley. Where did he go in the playoffs? I mean, where did he get them? He got them to the AFC champion or NFC championship. I mean, they then didn't the do Super well Bowl. in the NFC championship and didn't do well in the Super Bowl. They didn't do well in the Super Bowl or the he, NFC championship. That's by more him. of the Patriots' defense, though. Agreed, but it was also they didn't use Gurley and he was hurt. We that's why you don't pay them that money. So I, I'm four hundred carries a year typically for those top five running backs. You really want to pay somebody fifteen to seventeen plus? He hasn't gotten hit in 19 months. Oof. You really want to give somebody 15 million that on the first hit of the game, out of shape, could potentially be out? 
He's going to be in shape before game one. But he's not going to be in football shape because he hasn't gotten hit in 19 months. And by the time the season starts, it'll be two years think that about, he hasn't gotten hit. Think about the wear and tear they've saved on those legs. That's and what everybody at, says. I mean, think about AP is murdering the league last year. Murdering. And Le'Veon Bell, he's got he, he's, he's AP didn't sit out a year. He sat out after he got injured. When he got injured. I mean. Big difference. Yeah. Sitting I'm, at home playing FIFA or. <laughs> eating those donuts and, and eating shit. donuts. Fucking jet skis. Jet skis and bitches. Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hopefully Nora doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, um, I just. That. If he played last year. I would actually be somewhat entertaining the idea of paying him that. But the fact he has not played in a whole year is my biggest concern. It's not about what he's capable of doing. It's the fact that I would I, you can almost guarantee that he's going to get hurt the first year at some point. And when know. you're paying 15 to I mean you're paying him what you're franchising JD. You're paying like, him. that is a shit ton of money. To lock up on a He on wants a 50 million dollars guaranteed. I know. But think about how much it changes the way that defenses defenses have to scheme or have to plan against us. Yeah, for sure. It's, he, I mean, I, I read a stat on, on Pro Football Focus that he's like one of the, the number one, number two running back with eight guys in the box. Yeah. Even with, you know, a mediocre offensive line, I think that number still stands. He's also, this is one part that people don't talk about, he's the number one running back in pass protection. And he's great. He's been he's in the in last the three game. The last three years, he's been the best running back at blocking in passing downs, which could definitely be utilized. Absolutely. And yes, he is definitely he's definitely great catching the ball out of the backfield. I just could not wrap my head around paying that much money for a running back, especially when you're seeing in the league now, year after year, guys are being picked in the first, like last part of the first. Yep. second and third and producing at the same level. Yes. And look at what James Conner or John Conner is it James or John in Pittsburgh. James, James Conner did in Pittsburgh in Le- Le'Veon Bell's absence. The exact same stats. Pretty. He had more touchdowns. Way more touchdowns. So, <laughs> like, I, I, that's I, somewhat concerning too. That's, that's a valid point. I still say just the... The, the name and the talent that's going to be put into the position, people are going to come in. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to plan against it. And uh, he definitely is going to – would change the dynamic of, of that offense. Okay. Le'Veon Bell. Hey, it's uh, – So no Jordan Howard. Unpopular pick. But, uh, yeah, no. I, Jordan Howard, to me, I, I had him in fantasy last year. And so well, that's why you don't like him. <laughs> Let's just be as honest as possible. I mean, uh, the guy got me nothing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think Jordan Howard came in. As... I traded you Jordan Howard, by the oh, way. Fuck you too. You got, <laughs> you, you got some stupid trade for that. And ended up. No, I didn't. Uh, Not this year, I didn't. I mean, yeah. Well, at the time, it so was great. You might want to tell what the trade was. I gave you Jordan Howard and. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. After Calvin Ridley had two oh, nasty games. games. Yeah. 50 and 50 But who almost. did you get? I got Kareem Hunt. Oh. And... Emmanuel Sanders. 
Torres Achilles. But okay, so both your guys by the end of the season aren't going to be playing anymore. Uh, Kareem Hunt's coming back in six weeks in the regular season, maybe. Still, maybe. Still, that's what I got. Yeah. Now, at first, yes, it looked like I totally <laughs> raped you in the ass. Boop. Yeah, it looked like it just you got straight raped. <laughs> But now it looks like you actually got the better end of the deal. Maybe. If Jordan Howard goes somewhere and ends up being a feature back. Yeah, absolutely. If he goes to Miami, which is what they're saying, mm. it'd be interesting. Um, all right. So now that we've discussed those things, the free agency, there's not a ton of, of tackles, which is our biggest need. Um, I think there's some corners out there that I like. But everybody seems to think this cornerback market actually sucks this year. Um, you, you're Brian Gaines. You have the checkbook. How do you handle the offseason? Free agency-wise, where do you go? How do you spend the money? So, you Keep ha- in mind, we're only three weeks away from signings, people. Yeah. So, I think you have to be cautious. Of? Uh of, of all of it. I mean, think about last year. Everybody wanted Solder, right? Everybody. Everybody. And he came out and he didn't produce this year, right? No, he's, he was like the, like I think, 27th ranked starting tackle. I mean, there's... And he's the highest paid in the league. Yeah. We definitely have to address cornerback offensive tackle. Okay. Okay. Uh, we need to get guard. We, we, we have to get offensive line to protect Watson. So We need guards? Don't we? No. Why? We have Zach Fulton, who was like a top 10 guard in the league last year. And then they're going to move Martinez Rankin to the left guard because his draft profile with his short arms are actually... He's <laughs> built... T-Rex. Yeah, the T-Rex arms. <laughs> he's, he's literally built to be a guard in this league. Okay. And they tried him at tackle, and it was fucking awful. Horrible. And they invested a third-round pick in him, so they're going to give him a shot at guard, in my opinion. And when he played guard last season, towards the end of the season, he actually was pretty good. So the I think the guards and center yeah, are actually... Center. I think we do, but... Really? Yeah, I don't like Nick Martin, but I'd like to see what he looks like with an average O-line before I say that it's his play I don't like. Then you got... Central Henderson is coming back. We, did, we signed him already. He looked good in New England until he got hurt, and then we had to move. We moved Julian Davenport to the right tackle, even though he's only played left tackle his entire life. <laughs> Why we did that, I don't know. And then finally, Kendall Lamb came in, and Kendall Lamb was probably our best tackle, not saying much, <laughs> but he he was okay, and he was his third year with the team. And then Julian Davenport on the left side. I think I think only one spot actually gets changed on the line. Are technically two. I think Rankins will be the left guard, and I actually think that we'll keep Julian Davenport at left tackle. Interesting. And I think that Central Henderson will be our tackle for the right side, but I think that we'll draft a tackle wherever the value is. I think a lot of people are looking at the draft and they're thinking, okay, corner, tackle, corner, tackle, corner, tackle. That's all we need. Those are the two positions everybody's talking about. Coverage linebacker. We have coverage linebackers. We have two. Merck? No, fuck no. <laughs> you, would think, you would think so, the way that he was used. No, uh, Dylan Cole, yeah, who was no. coming back from an injury. Sure. And then Zach Cunningham. I mean, 
I don't know who could have covered Saquon Barkley. Sure. To be honest with you, as a linebacker, I'm not. I would almost say that was a scheme problem, rather than putting a linebacker on possibly the best running back in the league last year. I don't really know how he could have stopped Saquon as he spread out wide. <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying, like, he's. I mean, what do you expect him to do? I I, I think. Merciless was was used a lot differently this year than yeah. he has in previous years. That's all we've talked about. Yeah. So uh, I think, uh, yeah. I, I mean, add a coverage linebacker. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I think that's something that will potentially be looked at. Okay. So, but say that, like like I said, everybody, offensive tackle, corner, offensive tackle, corner. That's what we need. Yep. But if you look at the draft, it's a good first round for tackles. Yep. But... Because there are a lack of good tackles in general in the league. I wouldn't be surprised that come 23, there isn't a tackle worth taking in the first round. And we trade back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets trade back out of three and go back to somebody who wants a quarterback and maybe go back to seven and take Jonah Williams. I think Greg Little could be gone. I think um, Dalton Reisner could be gone. I think uh, Jawan James could be gone. I, I think that because of the price that you're paying tackles now, that teams are probably going to be more willing to take a tackle than other needs because it's going to save them for the next five years because it gives you that fifth-year option on a tackle, which you wouldn't get in the second or, or round or beyond. I actually just think that they go pure best player available throughout the entire draft. That's that's something that we usually do, though, right? We have we have first. But this is Brian Gaines. We don't know. True. So I, I think best player available is always going to be good. Uh, but man, like if, if a tackle's there, I think they'll take them. I think if the tackle that is on their board is available, I think they'll take them. I don't expect them to reach on a tackle just because a tackle is needed. Agree. If there's a better, like if if um, what's the defensive tackle that uh, got disinvited to the combine? Um, and then also, like, I think he, like, got hurt, too. I don't know. What's his name? I don't know. He's supposed to be, like, a top-ten pick. And now they're saying he's falling. Mm-hmm. I could see them taking somebody like him. I could see them taking... I, I think corner is actually where we go in the first round. I agree. I think it'll be a corner, and then maybe we take two tackles in the second. I think we take a running back in the second. Oof. Really? Yeah, I think we take David Montgomery. Why do you think that? Because he's the exact running back that we need. No, we just had that conversation. The exact running back we need is Le'Veon Bell. Mm. <laughs> okay, he's the exact running back that we need that's not 15 to $17 million a year. I gotcha. Um, and I think he's a, he's a, he's a beast. But, um, and then I think the rest of the draft, just they go best player. I think they're going to go best player available throughout the whole thing. So my point is, I think that there's no changes on the offensive line. That's scary. 65 sacks last year, you're not going to... But but I guarantee you we have a fullback on our team next year. Ooh. I, I would guarantee that there is a fullback on this team next year. Even with all of the, the wide receiver injuries? All of it. Wow. Yeah, all of it. They missed Jay Prosh last year a ton. I, they could have I saved a lot of Deshaun hits by just having Prosh back there. And I think that they all know that. And I think it was too late in the season for them to say, okay, we need a fullback. We're going to throw this away and we're going to start over. I think 
I think they'll be a fullback on this game. I don't think they'll draft one. I think they'll sign. I mean, I don't think anybody drafts fullbacks anymore. So they'll they'll sign whatever best fullback's available. Maybe it'll be Jay Prosh. I don't even know if he got signed last year. Undrafted free agent. Maybe it'll be an undrafted free agent. Um, I think in free agency, we're kind of all over the place now. I do think that they'll sign a blocking tight end, though. You don't think... Uh... Akins and Thomas can't block. Yeah. They're just not built for it. Yeah. That's true. And I think they'll, they'll add a blocking tight end. I think they'll add a fullback, and I think they'll use those two to sure up the issues of the offensive line and let that unit gel. That's what I expect. What about Griffin? Griffin's cut. Not coming back? Not coming back. Okay. $6 million saved. Cool. There's no reason to have him. Let the two young guys go now. Okay. And then you just go with what we have. Sounds like a plan. I mean, that's all. That's I, I, I just, I don't know. I I don't see a situation where we spend on a free agent tackle, or we reach for a, a draft tackle. I don't. I I don't think we're reaching. Uh, I do think we we definitely look uh, for free agency in ta- for a tackle. Uh, I think that's the, if we're thinking. I mean, we, we did can't. it last year. We just lost. I mean, we were in the soldier running. Did we lose? They cho- yeah, yeah. They, well, technically, as a franchise, <laughs> we won. But he chose yes. the Giants over Agreed. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they outbid us. So, I, I think this year, if we know going in, we're not reaching for for, for a, an offensive tackle in the draft. Um, and we think that there's a guy out there that's going to be, you know, the, the best possible. We're going to have to pick him. We're going to have to pay him. I mean, you got the money. We've definitely got the money. I mean, we've got the money. I mean, if we I do, mean, we, we do. Do we have the money if we sign? You tend you know, to miss Tyron, them. Kareem, and JD. Yeah. I mean, we still got a little bit, but no, we still got a lot. Not yeah. after you sign Bell. Well, but we cut DT. We're already at eighty-six. Yeah. Even with Bell. Cut Miller. Miller seven. Cut Merck. Either cut or Fucking trade. Trade Merck. JJ. I don't know about <laughs> that. Um, I'd be fine with trading JJ. I don't mind saying that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care. I mean, I like JJ, but if you're going to trade anybody, all this talk about Clowney, why not trade JJ? He's older. Yeah. Sign JD. Uh, I don't want to trade Watt, though. But if we did, we did. Um, All right. So, oh, I forgot where I was going to go. I totally lost my thought. Oh, say we do sign a tackle. That's fine. You tend to miss on them. But there are some actually decent tackles available in free agency. Uh, Trent Brown for the Patriots. Yep. Um, the dude from the Dolphins, Jawan Taylor. Um, there's another one. I can't think of who. It's, uh, somebody from the Panthers. He's available. Um, there'll be another tackle available. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, you got to find a way. But I, like I said, I expect, I, I expect Central Henderson, Julian Davenport. That's my thoughts. All right. Uh, what else? What else you got, Devin? Anything else you want to get into before we end your first Texans Unfiltered podcast? I, I can't think of anything. I think this was fun, though. Yeah, it was great. I Thank you for coming on, bud. I appreciate it. It was great to have you. Hey. We talked about doing this like Fuck, 10 years ago. A while. And then it just never happened. Hey, but you and Life John happened. are great. Yeah, yeah, me and John got it going yeah. for sure, hands down. All right, uh, Devin, thank you, sir. I'm sure you'll be on again. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get in a pinch where I need somebody else. I couldn't do a podcast by myself today. I tried. <laughs> it just it wasn't it was not going to work out. Well, I uh, 
I apologize for potentially uh, sucking. And uh, once I listen to this and, and hear myself talk, I, I'm sure it's going to be really weird. Yeah, it's weird the first time. <laughs> so uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed. No, they will. They won't like the Le'Veon Bell stuff, though. They're, they're, luckily, you don't get on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that's going to wrap up this week's podcast. Next week, we have Jordan Reed coming on to talk uh, NFL Combine, as that is this weekend. Um, if you guys don't follow him, uh, follow him at Reed NFL. He's, I think he's the best when it comes to the scouting of players and things like that. But um, he'll be on next Tuesday night. We'll be putting out a podcast next Wednesday. And then from then on, we'll be back to the weekly podcast. So um, with that being said, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoustonFBPod. You can find us at any podcast platform that you use. Just search Texans Unfiltered. And you can go to our website at www.texansunfiltered.com. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash texansunfiltered. Maybe it's backslash Houston FB pod. I always forget. Uh, also, patrons, check it out. I got your shirts. I gave one to Devin. They're super dope. Um, I am going to be shipping those out sometime this week. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, this artwork is crazy. Um, I'm so glad that we got it done. Um, this is the first batch of shirts. So if you guys don't like the colors, let us know. Um, I can put it on another color and get you guys something else, but we appreciate your support and that's why we wanted to make sure we got those out. So with that being said, I am young Ari gold signing off for Texans unfiltered. We will catch you guys next week.